الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد أربعين النووية the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi you know a long time ago I used to think there are 40 hadiths only that's what I thought because everyone kept talking about the 40 hadith the truth is there are hundreds of thousands of hadiths but Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah chose 40 very important hadiths which he compiled in his book Al-Arba'ina An-Nawawiya Some people say Imam Al-Nawawi rahimahullah decided to compile this book because of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which he says it is very important for every person to learn or memorize at least 40 hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam However, this hadith is not a strong hadith, it's not an authentic hadith. And in his introduction to the book, Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah points out the fact that he did not compile the 40 hadith based on this hadith. He compiled these 40 hadith based on other hadiths of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam in which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam points out to the fact that learning hadith is very very important not specifically 40 ahadith and you'll be interested to learn that actually Arba'in and Nawawiyah does not contain 40 hadith it says the 40 hadiths of Nawawi but there are not 40 hadiths in the book how many hadiths are there now Mujahid how many hadiths do you think there are in Arba'in and Nawawiyah obviously if it says 40 hadiths there's supposed to be 40 hadiths, but it doesn't contain 40 hadiths. How many hadiths do you think there are in Arba'in and Nawawiyah? No, there are 50 hadiths, actually. Yeah. There are 50 hadiths. You, you have a copy of Arba'in and Nawawiyah? I don't know if it is still there. Okay. Yeah, but there are 50 hadiths in the Arba'in and Nawawiyah. Imam al-Nawawi compiled 42 hadiths in the Arba'in and Nawawiyah. And then Imam Rajab, uh, Ibn Rajab al-Hambali, added eight hadiths to complete the Arba'in and Nawawiyah. Then why are they called Arba'in if they're not 40? They're called Arba'in because what he wrote is approximately 40. It sounds more befitting to call it Arba'in and Nawawiyah than the 42 of An Nawawi. There are other hadiths or other books of the 40 hadiths that have been compiled by other scholars, but not these hadiths of Nawawi. They are hadiths on a particular topic, on a given topic. For example, 40 hadiths on, on jihad, or 40 hadiths on salah or 40 hadiths on zakat. Such books are numerous, there are many of them. But Annawawi decided to compile hadiths not on one particular subject. He decided to compile hadiths that are considered to be the foundations of our religion. In particular, if a person were to learn the Arba'in and Nawawiyah, the person would have knowledge 
of every aspect of our religion. In as far as Aqidah is concerned and Fiqh is concerned, you would be able to give advice on every topic in the society if you memorize the 40 hadiths of Nawawi. Al-Sheikh Abdul Razak Ibn Abdul Muhsin Al-Abbad Hafidhahullah says he used to teach this Arba'een and Nawawiyah to um, laborers. You know, people who are not scholars. They're from different countries in Saudi Arabia, some coming from uh, Bangladesh, others coming from India, working in Saudi Arabia, laborers, but he decided to teach them the uh, 40 hadiths of Nawawi. He says when they started, they were on hadith number seven. Then one laborer decided to come and, and join them, and he gave him a condition. He said, you can only join us with the Arba'een and Nawawiyah if you can quickly memorize the seven hadiths that we have already memorized. So he went home two, three days. He came back after memorizing the seven hadith. He joined the group and started, mashallah, uh, memorizing the hadiths with the explanation. Then after learning, the 40 hadiths of Nawawi, he came to Sheikh Abdul Razak and said to him, I, I think I'm a scholar. He said, why do you think you're a scholar? He said, where we stay with fellow uh, uh, laborers, there's nothing they can ever say to which I can never respond with a hadith. Anything they do, any mistake they make, I correct them and I have dalil from, from the hadith. It's like this Arba'een and Nawawiyah cover almost every aspect of life. If a person makes a mistake in Salah, I'm quick to, to make reference from a hadith in Arba'een and Nawawiyah. A mistake that has to do with Aqidah belief, I'm quick to uh, give them a hadith from the Arba'een and Nawawiyah. In short, these hadith are like the usus, the foundation of Islam. Sheikh Abdul Razak said to him, this is only the beginning. It has given you a foundation, but you're on the right path of ilm. We can safely say there is no country in the world that does not know Arba'een and Nawawiyah. In fact, almost every house, except maybe our houses here, but almost every house has a copy of Arba'een and Nawawiyah. Every student has read these uh, uh, 40 hadiths of An-Nawawi. Imam An-Nawawi rahimahullah also authored another book which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also wrote acceptance for. You know this book, Arba'in An-Nawawiyah, is widely accepted. People love it. Every student of ilm wants to, to learn the book. But there is another book authored by Imam An-Nawawi which is also very, very popular. There's rarely a Muslim house in the world that does not have the book. Who knows the book? by Imam al-Nawawi, also very, very popular. Is this the Muslim? Uh, no, not his Muslim. Uh, um, fortification? Uh, what is uh, fortification oh, that is of the Muslim, Muslim. that's his Muslim. Riyadh al-Salihin. Riyadh al-Salihin is by Imam al-Nawawi. And this book is equally very popular. There's almost no Muslim house in the world, of course, except our houses. There's no Muslim house in the world that does not have Riyadh al-Salihin. People read the hadiths from Riyadh al-Salihin in their, in their homes. So we chose Al-Arba'in al-Nawawiyah. <laughs>
Hanbali added eight hadiths to the 42 hadiths that were already compiled by Imam al-Nawawi in his book Al-Arba'in al-Nawawiyya, the 40 hadiths of al-Nawawi. Then Imam ibn Rajab al-Hanbali explained all the hadiths in a book called Jami' al-Ulum wal-Hikam. What is the book called? Jami' al-Ulum wal-Hikam. In this book, he explains all the ahadith of al-Nawawi, including the eight hadiths which he added, which he added to the book of Nawawi. In saying Imam al-Nawawi wrote this book in which there are 42 hadiths does not mean the hadiths are written by him. The hadiths are authentic hadiths from the books of hadith such as Bukhari and Muslim. And he decided to choose hadiths which are strong and hadiths which have no argument about them. Authentic hadiths only which he chose to put in this book. When we start learning the book, you will discover that the majority of the hadiths are from Bukhari and Muslim. Then he has hadiths from Bukhari alone and hadiths from Muslim alone and a few other hadith from different books such as the book of Abu Dawood, At-Tirmidhi, An-Nasai and other hadiths which are considered to be sahih. If you remember what we said before, we said after the book of Allah, which is the Quran, what is the most authentic book on earth? Bukhari. Bukhari. The book written by Imam Bukhari, not written by him actually, compiled by Bukhari because he compiled hadiths of the Messenger wasallam. After the book of Allah, the Quran, the most correct book on earth is the book of Bukhari. Followed by the book of Muslim. Then, after the Quran, apart from just Imam Bukhari, who said his book is the most correct book, but after the Quran, concerning the hadiths, what is the most authentic hadith? The one reported by Bukhari and Muslim. Ahsant, very good. The most authentic hadith is a hadith that has been reported by both Bukhari and Muslim. And how do we refer to such a hadith? The hadith is referred to as muttafaqun alayh. Muttafaqun alayh means the two sheikhs agreed on this hadith. That is the strongest hadith. There is no doubt about such a hadith. So in most of the hadith of uh, the Arba'in and Nawawiya, you will find muttafaqun alayh. The hadith is agreed upon by Bukhari and Muslim, which means there is no room for error in this, in this hadith. There are other hadiths which are considered weak. I don't mean in this book. I mean just generally. There are certain hadiths which may be considered weak. But these hadiths also become stronger if the number of uh, people who narrated the hadith increases. For example, if a hadith is narrated by An-Nasai, and then we find the same hadith in Ibn Dawood. Then we find the same hadith with At-Tirmidhi. 
and other books of hadith, we say the hadith becomes strong even if the hadith is not reported by Bukhari and Muslim. Why? Because it has many narrators, many authors of, uh, rather compilers of hadith that narrated the ahadith. So do we get a background of what the Arba'in and Nawawiyah is about? The same Sheikh Abdul Razak, Abdul Razak uh, uh, Ibn uh, Abdul Muhsin Al-Abbad, you know Sheikh Abbad in, uh, in Medina. Sorry? From Madin. No, you, you, you know him? No, I just know him. Sure. Uh, but what about uh, Rooney? Uh, you don't know Rooney? <laughs> okay, Alhamdulillah, you don't know Abadi and you don't know Rooney. That's okay. It was going to be sad if you didn't know Abadi and you knew Rooney, but these boys know Rooney. <laughs> So Rudy is a footballer. I just wanted to see, you know, sometimes uh, we, we may not know the scholars, but we, we, we may know the footballers much better than we know the scholars. Uh, talking about Bukhari, what is his name? Bukhari is not his name. He's called Bukhari because he originated from an area called Bukhara, therefore they called him Bukhari. What is his name? Muhammad bin Ismail. Ibn? Ibrahim, Ibn Al-Mughira, Ibn Al-Bardizba, and Muslim, Muslim Ibn Al-Hajjaj, Ibn Muslim, Al-Qurayshi, Al-Naysaburi. Now, so Sheikh Abdul Razak is the son of uh, uh, Sheikh Abad in the, in the Haram, in, in Medina. He says he went to a certain country in, in Africa. In that country, there is a lot of, a lot of bid'ah. And uh, there's a lot of mistakes where Salah is concerned. People don't pray correctly. And people uh, simply don't do things the right way in as far as Islam is concerned. Their aqidah is not correct, aqidah and so on. So he thought, if I go to this country and start telling them your Salah is wrong, your... Uh, Aqidah is wrong, this is bid'ah and so on, uh, there was going to be confusion. You know, some people don't want to be told that what they do is wrong. So he decided the easiest way to control the situation in that particular country was to teach Arba'in and Nawawiyah, the 40 hadiths of Nawawi in the masjid. Because when you read the 40 hadiths of Nawawi and do the explanation, Everyone that does not do things the right way will realize they're, they're at fault without being taught because these are the words of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. For example, if a person um, does not perform Salah correctly and then you read a hadith from the Arba'in and Nawawiyah that outlines the way Salah is supposed to be performed. Anyone listening 
and their salah is not correct will realize their salah is wrong and therefore they will change just by the Arba'in and Nawawiyah. So he said within a couple of days in the masjid, after teaching a couple of hadiths in the masjid, people started coming to him. He said, Sheikh, most of these things you're reading in the hadith, we didn't know them. We've been making mistakes. We used to do this, we used to do that, so please continue to read these hadiths. We also want you to read a hadith about this and a hadith about this because people have been making such hadiths. I mean, such mistakes. And believe me, once you've memorized the Arba'in and Nawawiyah, when you're asked anywhere to stand up and give a talk for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes, don't worry. You simply need to pick one hadith from the Arba'in and Nawawiyah and explain the hadith, depending on the circumstances, and that will be enough as a topic. Just one hadith. These 40 hadiths of Nawawi make you a scholar, kind of. They open the path of ilm. They also open your eyes and you also become a wa'id. You can give ma'wa'idha to someone quoting from the hadith. But that needs hard work. Because the hadith has to be memorized. For example, you can't simply say, as Muslims, we, we should love one another. Yeah, everyone knows that. It carries more weight when you're able to put a hadith of Rasulullah for example, from the Arba'in and Nawawiyah, Qala Rasulullah a hadith narrated by Anas bin Malik, radiyallahu anhu, the servant of the Messenger he said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه no one, you, no one of you is a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. Then you explain the hadith. This means this. What Rasulullah meant is this. You explain the hadith in 20-15 minutes. Isn't that a talk? You've given a talk. If they say, uh, for example, Mamadu, we want you to give bayan in the masjid this, this Friday. You get one hadith from the Arba'in and Nawawiyah. Ya ibadi, inni harramtu dhulma ala nafsi wa ja'altuhu baynakum muharraman fala tadhalamu. That's a hadith. Hadith Qudsi. All slaves of mine. I made injustice, dhulm, haram on myself. Allah says, dhulm is haram for me. I made it haram on myself. Fala tadhalamu, therefore you should not do injustice to each other. You continue with the hadith, speak about injustice, speak about rights of other people and so on, just through the hadith. Haven't you given bayan? You have. So this Arba'in and Nawawiyah makes you a scholar, it makes you a wa'id. And if anyone travels like the Hujjaj, when they go back to their homes, the best gift they can bring to the family is a gift of Arba'in and Nawawiyah, the 40 hadiths of Nawawiyah. These are hadiths that give iman. You can imagine if these hadiths are read every time in the, in the house, there is going to be iman in the house. If you read the hadiths and understand the sharh, the hadith is going to bring iman to your heart. So this was only the muqaddimah, the introduction, the arba'in and nawawiyah. In our next muhaldara, inshaAllah ta'ala, we go straight into the first hadith.
and explain the hadith, insha'Allah ta'ala. وَلَا تَقُولَنَّ لِشَيْءٍ إِنِّي فَاعِلٌ ذَلِكَ غَدًا إِلَّا أَنْ يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَبِحَمْدِهِ سُبْحَانَكَ اللَّهُمَّ بِحَمْدِكَ وَنَشْهَدُ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ نَسْتَغْفِرُكَ وَنَتُوبُ إِلَيْكَ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ